0: Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the Seven Dice. Wingover's just back there writing a few things, but uh, while he's busy, I thought I'd read you a piece of this here fan mail. Seems real nice. uh. This one is five stars from Sarasomatic via Appel Podcast, United States. Silent Hill meets Epic High Fantasy. The devil's in the details, a fey rune conceptualized with the elements of Eldritch-style horror and macabre, bringing darker themes and a fate worse than death for the PCs should they fail in their fated tasks. Fans of all the aforementioned should start with the Battle of the Seven Dice for their d actual play podcast. Expect thematic production, twisted villains, and, of course, Plenty of cringe-worthy gore. If you're on the hunt for a strong narrative bent to your actual play pods, this DM crafts a nuanced, gradual build and plot progression with excellent restraint. While the players journey through the story, you know something incredibly huger than them is churning the sense of the enormous hourglass steadily losing grains. A feeling of many stories being told even if you're largely only seeing one if you find yourself wanting for more when it comes to the immersive storytelling your actual plays this dm's craft will give you both that in visual sensory and even psychological setting in your headspace this description and story pacing will drop you right into the scene with the players and effortlessly carry you along this is not a podcast you space out on listen closely note the details Because things come back around, and you don't want to be caught off guard. That was real nice. Thank you so much. Ooh, makes it feel all warm and good inside. I know I'm not the one telling the story, but Wingover's just doing paperwork. Wingover, you done? No! Alright, that's fine, whatever. Uh, yeah, so, how you guys been doing? Oh, Rhett, you can't really talk because you're just here. In an ethereal form trying to gather information on what actually happened in this war for sure that makes a lot of sense to a barkeep all right hey i know i asked this a few times but did you see uh any of those cultists outside one of them threw a rock through the window and i'm just getting a little worried that's all i have a feeling people just really don't want us telling this story and uh it's getting a little spooky but, uh, hey, actually, we got uh, a person here who was gonna come in and do the Battle Bards thing. You know, usually have an intern, but, uh, we got a guest. Why, why don't you
1: come on over? Well, howdy! Hey there, my name is Steve. I'm just here to tell you about Battle Bards. Now I know you folks are like, But Steve, where you been? And don't you worry, I'm gonna come into the story before you even know it. Now... Battle Bards is, uh, well it's like a lot of music, there's sound effects, like chikapow and kabram, you know, you can just do all sorts of crazy things. Now let's see, if you want a Battle Bards, you could go on down to battlebards.com, use the promo code BALLOT7DICE, and get 15% off your subscription. Now that's something else. What, what is with this fancy inn? How come I never get invited to places like this?
0: It's because you're a celebrity now, Steve. People want to hear from you.
1: Well, I'll be. Oh,
0: huh. well,
1: it was fun. Bye.
0: Wait, Steve, you're just leaving? All right. Uh, that was that was different. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that was a. I don't know what else Wingover does here. Well, let's uh, start up this story and have the characters introduce themselves. Take it away!
2: Hey, I'm Brett, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin and Chosen
1: of Yetifa.
3: Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric in Chosen of Time.
4: I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey,
5: I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Yankee Ranger and Chosen, chosen. of life.
6: Previously, on Ballad of the Seven Dice, our heroes were getting to a bit of a high point. This mansion was not all exactly as it seemed. There was a tension going on. Ivor had been injured. There was stress of being locked in these rooms. MZ and Kelsar went to the kitchen to try to go get keys after a kerfuffle, and it led to an even bigger kerfuffle. There was a lot of fighting, there was a lot of shouting, and eventually Enzi got stabbed, and while he was trying to get away and calm down, he suddenly realized that this whole house had been rotted. He heard Matthews, he was kicking in doors, but silence was the only thing that met him. As he looked around, he suddenly heard an echoing voice in his head, one that was not familiar in any such way. I bring to you The Lithid's Games, Part 4. So now you're standing there. Enzi, um, you're, the you're in the hallway. Kalsar, you're in the kitchen. kitchen and, and you're, you're
5: back with, with I'm, Imer in, in the waiting room. I'm going to get to Kalsar as fast as I can.
7: So, MZ, you are running through these halls, and you keep looking through into each room, and they are just decrepit and falling apart, and you look into the dining room quick as you're running past, and you see that meal that you ate yesterday, and there are maggots crawling in it. The food has been rotted for days, and you're fairly certain that's the food and wine that you all drank, and it looks spoiled beyond belief. You make it into there, and Kelsar, you see MZ is wild-eyed and sweating. And, MZ, you look over at Kelsar, and he's standing in this decrepit kitchen, talking to no one. Emsi, what's
5: going on? This place isn't what it looks like. Matthews is here. Matthews is here? Where? Tell me where he is. This house is falling apart.
2: Are you not seeing this? What do you mean? The house looks perfectly fine. What? MZ, what's going on? Where's Matthews? There's maggots in the food. The house
7: is decrepit. I don't see anything wrong with it one servant lady looks at the two of you 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 people are weird just i don't know what's wrong with you people but get out of here leave and mz does not hear any of this mc maybe we should just go and
2: maybe you need some fresh air
5: no no this house is not what it looks like come on we have to get to the others now okay
7: MZ, yeah let's let's go Borodon and Ronnie so you're back there with Imer Orlick in that seating room and you are you know you're looking around the place and you didn't really notice anything weird with the photo when you were talking to Eimer but when you look over at Ronnie and he goes and pokes this picture in the eyes you actually hear that splat and it you see him go ugh no and back away from him and go Borodon
4: help uh, Borodon help <laughs> With what? I poked eyes. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone looking at us through this picture.
3: That's not... Oh, okay. So I asked the nobleman, which I completely forgot the name. Is there a room right beside this one? Or like any secret passages? Yes, Um, there should be servant passages in the walls. It's how they get to the rooms really quickly. Okay... So the walls are pretty thin, then? Yes. So... Okay, well,
4: I'm going to put my foot through this painting, then. All right, why don't you roll me a hit?
7: (laughs) Twelve. So your foot goes right through that painting. You kick right into it, and you hear a... "Mm." As someone gets hit on the other side, and they take a single point of damage... And you have to hop a little bit to try to shimmy your foot out of this painting, but when you rip it out, you look in there, and there's someone on the other side. Uh, what do they look like? Like human, or what? What am I looking at? He looks humanoid. You could see a pant leg, and the person's apparently quite tall. So
4: I'm gonna pull him out. So you're, like, tearing open this painting, I take it? Well, I assume I can grab him by the legs and pull him through.
7: Yeah, like, you made a hole the size of your foot because you kicked it, right?
4: Right. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, let's just tear this painting up.
7: Yeah, you could tear it. It's just canvas. Yeah, yeah. So, Bordon, you watch as he just starts tearing open this picture, and then you actually start seeing someone behind it, like, oh, God, there's actually someone there. And as he's tearing it open more and more, you see that it is a tall elven man, and you see that his mouth is sewn shut, and he's just staring wide-eyed at you.
3: What the, f- What the hell is that?
7: Oh my god, that's disgusting. Who would have done that?
3: What the hell is wrong with this, like, house? What the hell is wrong with you guys?
7: I've been stuck here for days. I've been trying to get you people to come help me. But why do not you ask for help? Because the servants are in on it. Wait, where are the other two? Why aren't they back? I don't know. Probably killing servants or something. (laughs) Hopefully not. Honestly, that might not be a terrible thing. I, I think these people are under control, some some monster,
3: the cultists. And what about this person? Why is their mouth sewn up? Who are they? Well, I think you would be able to answer this question better than us at this point. So what I'll do is I'll use medicine. But I just wanted to check if he's like under spell or I don't know if he's an undead or whatever.
7: I think that would be more of an arcana check, because the medicine will tell you what kind of damage has been done to him, but the arcana will tell you more if this is of magical nature.
3: Oh, oh, shoot. Okay, I'll do that. So I got a 10.
7: So looking over this guy, you can tell he's been here for some time, and you're trying to find any kind of thing on him, some spells, some arcane symbols, anything, and there's nothing. And this stench just emanates from him, because he must have been trapped in this wall for days, and it... It's just revolting
3: how he couldn't like smell like the scent of shit you know
7: you're not sure
3: okay
4: we never rolled for smelling
7: <laughs> but you can definitely smell it now now that this thing is open and you're looking at him
3: is it because we turned it open or is it because we are now aware of of him yes as in like was it the canvas that was preventing the smell to get into the room? Or was it because we were technically all enchanted? And after we knew the guy was, you know, like, was actually there and we checked the guy. Like, the enchantment sort of dissipated. And then we figured out, I, I don't know, we sort of, like, the spell disappeared. And now we we're we have, like, more, like, our senses, they are they're coming back. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the question, yeah.
7: It could be. I mean, you've heard of stuff like this before. Powerful illusions and enchantments to mask senses. Maybe whether it's your eyes, your nose, your ears. You've heard of this. Mm-hmm. But it would have to be quite powerful because you're very confident in your abilities. And you could feel a little trickling of magic coming from him, but you're just not sure what it is and what this thing is that's around him.
3: So... I've like I've used uh, detect evil and good, um, and I would like to know if that's the person that I've detected, or the creature or whatever, because I've actually used that spell and it lasts for ten minutes.
7: Yeah, you can feel that in him for sure.
3: Also, he's evil.
7: No, it's more of you could feel the aberration. Energy around him, like a creature that's not normal, it's not right, it's artificially made.
3: Okay, so, but he's still alive. Oh, uh, can I use medicine to check his pulse?
7: Yeah, he's still alive, his pulse is racing.
3: Okay, so, what I'll do is, I think I'll have like a knife, and um, I'll just cut his mouth open.
7: Roll me a medicine check, because you can mess that up pretty bad.
3: yeah yeah okay I got a natural 20
5: hey nice natural 20
3: nice I got 27 in total I healed him with my healing knife
7: (laughs) so there's no marks at all Like Boron goes through with his knife and this is an expert job just taking out the incisions
3: I've cauterized it as well so (laughs) (laughs) yeah He got a raise, lost some weight.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorted out all his taxes really early. (laughs) So, MZ and Kelsar, you come on into this room, and you guys see them talking and trying to sort this stuff out with this strange elf. And, MZ, when you look in here... This room looks just decrepit. The couches and chairs are rotted. You look at the nobleman, and he's wearing just torn and soiled clothing. And everything just smells like human waste. It is just foul in here. But Kelsar, to you, it was the same nice room that you were standing in before.
2: Guys, what's going on? Like, what? what's with this... Wait, what, what, did, what did you guys do to... What's with this guy here? Why is he... Which one of them? Both?
3: We have, like, we have, like, the nobleman and the guy that I'm trying to unstitch. Yeah. Like, his mouth. Like, amazing work Bardon,
2: on, as always.
3: Thank you. It's my healing knife. <laughs> never heard
2: of a healing knife
3: before. That's pretty impressive. What, what's going on? I'm gonna stand guard. We have no idea. Why is Roni so stare? Why is he so startled?
4: Uh, there was a guy looking at me a painting like in a haunted house board on
3: yeah, yeah it was actually emzy sorry sorry oh, okay. Not, yeah yeah because i okay. knew yeah sorry oh. sorry yeah it wouldn't yeah ronnie was like explaining me that the second time sorry yeah, it was emzy yeah yeah yeah. i actually meant emzy
2: i don't know like, ever since he came back he left the room when we were in the kitchen he came back and it's like he saw like some horrific nightmare i can't explain it he's saying that the house is falling apart but it looks perfectly fine
5: yeah, so as, as uh, he asks me that, I'll actually draw my swords and I'll be like, are you really not seeing this?
3: No, I'm not seeing this at all. I'm seeing this guy underneath the painting and the nobleman. Those are the only two people that I'm seeing.
5: This house is falling apart. It smells like something died in here.
3: Well,
2: well, that's because that guy over there shot himself.
7: Yep. So you see the elven man's lip is quivering. Like he's trying to open up his mouth and say something, but just nothing's happening.
2: Could I use persuasion to calm him down?
7: Sure. It'd
2: be 23.
7: So as you're talking to him and trying to calm him down, you see that he keeps trying to open up his mouth to talk, but he can't, and his body is just rigid and set like he wants to move but it's just all incredibly tense and he just seems to be stuck where he is okay so what I'll do I'll just guide him towards maybe the side of the wall
2: and um just say like hey what happened like why were you trapped behind this painting do you know who did this to you his eyes go a little wider and they quickly go up and down okay who did this to you was it by a man named Matthews?
3: Let me, let me try something. So, blink once. If it's yes, blink twice. If it's no. I know that you are clearly not okay, but can you understand us?
7: He blinks? Okay,
2: now. Who brought you here? Who trapped you here? Was it someone named Matthews?
7: He blinks twice. No.
5: Is this house... Falling apart and decrepit?
7: He blinks once. Thank you. Why can't we see it?
3: Are you under a spell?
7: He blinks twice.
3: Are we under a spell?
7: Uh, he kind of looks around like he's unsure.
3: Blink three times if it's a maybe.
7: <laughs> he blinks three times.
2: <laughs> I think MZ's onto something. This house is not what it seems.
7: Everyone make me a perception check.
2: Well, I got two, so
7: I ain't getting shit. I got 12. 18. You got 18?
4: I got 18 with my plus one. Oh my god.
5: <laughs> uh, 11.
7: So for the first time in history, Ronnie sees something that everyone else doesn't. Ronnie, while you're looking at this elven man, you see at his throat, there's bulging and flexing every so often it looks like something's moving in his throat and his jawline tenses up and it looks like there's something in his mouth and you weren't told this was going to be a haunted house and that's not really all that fair and this is super fucking weird and it looks disgusting but these guys just don't seem to notice it at all
4: got a frog in your throat?
7: what's going on? he looks at Ronnie and surprisingly blinks once
4: oh it's an actual frog
3: (laughs) what i'll do is i'll cast sanctuary because i don't know if if that would work but i would like to protect him from being torn open because that would be the second person that is being torn open in front of me so I, i would like to know if sanctuary would protect him from
7: It would protect him from anyone trying to attack him. They would have to make a saving throw to try to hurt him.
5: Hold on, I think I have a spell that might work a little bit better than Sanctuary.
3: Yeah, please, please use it. Like, I really would like to spare this guy's life.
5: I'll cast Protection from Evil and Good on him.
3: From which one?
5: (laughs) Protection from Evil.
3: (laughs) Protect him from... From... Knives or from bananas? (laughs) Well.
7: Well, you never know. Angels aren't exactly super kind to mortals.
5: <laughs> it says one willing creature you touch is protected against aberrations, uh, fiends, or undead. Creatures of those types have dis- disadvantage on attack rolls. Uh, the target also can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them.
7: So you see MZ extend his hand, and this glow happens around this elf, and suddenly he looks like he's in pain. He's trying to throw up again and again and just nothing's happening. And you hear this snap as suddenly his jaw just breaks open and this brain comes out of his mouth and it flops onto the ground and you see these arms and legs rip out of it and you look as MZ, you recognize an intellect devourer has just come out of this man. And I need uh, everyone to roll for initiative.
5: Kill it with fire! Wait, I can do that. I have no idea what that is.
7: <laughs> MZ, I'll let you roll a Knowledge Arcana with advantage since you know a lot about a
5: Lithid. My initiative is four.
3: Oh, those are pretty cute, actually. Yeah, like the brain with the legs. Yeah, they're, they're quite okay-ish.
2: Pardon, you have issues.
3: <laughs> Many.
5: Would I be able to do a history instead of Arcana or Arcana?
7: Yeah, I'd let you do a history because I feel like they would have educated you on these things.
3: Yeah, so I rolled a one for my initiative.
4: I rolled a three. Holy shit! Ah, uh, sixteen.
3: They look like clickers, though. Uh, twenty-one, but without that, like, the human body part.
2: I like to see the intellect of or try to devour
7: Ronnie's brain, but it just—it just he just does not bother. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it couldn't find any. Yeah.
7: So mz you know what these things are. It just clicks, just like that. You know that these are basically like the hounds for Mind Flare. They send them out to go scope out areas, and they find people that might have intelligence or just information they want, or maybe a good position in a place. And what they do is they drain the person of their intelligence and go inside and consume their brain. They absorb their memories, absorb their skills, and just become that person. And they can actually still communicate back with the Mind Flare. And the only way to get this person's brain back is through a regeneration or a wish spell to just grow back the brain. Otherwise, they're comatose. Oh, shit. That's a problem.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we won't be able to save this guy then, clearly.
7: Yeah, he's comatose. He's brain dead.
3: But how was he answering us?
7: You're not sure. So we start off with Ronnie. So Ronnie, this weird brain dog thing just comes out of this guy's mouth covered in
4: icker, and just standing gross on the floor. Um. Okay, so because it's a human brain or a humanoid brain in some sense, does Charm Person still work on it?
7: I'd say no because technically it's classified as an aberration,
4: all right, maybe I'm just going to cast some magic on it then, bit of thunder wave, see if I can't make it brain dead by sending shocks into it uh this might work so if I were to throw if I were to summon a uh some kind of large bass drum without the top on like without a bottom or whatever. And face that bottom towards the brain, and then cast Thunderwave inside the drum. Oh, yeah, the blast
7: would still originate from its center point. Uh, yeah, I know what you're doing. You're trying to, like, funnel
4: it forward, aren't you? Uh, I want to make a big cannon. I want to make a cannon. How big is it, beat-wise? Uh, it's, like, the size of a small dog. Like a chihuahua small dog, or, like, bigger than that? Um, More like
7: a poodle yeah like it's it's not super tiny but like it's it's not
4: big by any means oh so i should be able to like cleave it clean in half i hit it good uh i'm gonna pick it up by one of the legs and then take a swipe at the uh leg with my with my sword
7: okay so you want to attempt to grapple
4: i want to try grappling and then chopping off the leg
7: all right roll me in
4: athletics 19 plus one
7: you grab this thing, and it's squirming in the air trying to get away from you, and yeah, I'll let you have an attack. Fifteen. Yeah, you hit. Uh, four. So this thing's squirming around in your hands, and it takes you a moment, but you finally stab your rapier into it. And you feel a lot of resistance as you try to force your blade in. Like, it's just strangely squishy. And now we go to MZ. I
5: got a four on my initiative.
7: Yeah, and then we got a 3, a
3: 2, and a 1. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow, that's mine, mine was 2, though. Mine was 2.
5: Um, I guess I'll try to hit it. Oh.
4: I'm uh, I'm going to say, Lucas, I'm still holding this thing. I think you should have some kind of initiative on that to hit. Yeah, it loses any kind of dexterity it has to its AC. Mm.
5: Okay. Uh, I got a 25 altogether. Hell yeah, you hit. So I did 10, 22 altogether. Yeah, that's it. And I did 16 points of damage altogether. So Ronnie,
7: you're holding this squirming thing, and it's trying to get out of your hands after you just stabbed it. Then Enzi comes through with his two blades of blood and just cuts this thing to pieces. And all this brainicker just falls all over the ground and just coats the floor. Oh god, I think I'm going to be sick. And Ronnie, make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh
4: oh, oh, god, I got an eight.
7: So Ronnie, you get this brainicker on you, and Kelsar's just revolted by it, and you're so ugh, and drops, and nothing happens.
4: Cool, you really didn't believe in me if all I had to get was an eight
7: maybe you failed
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe nothing happened because you failed
3: maybe ronnie does not have a brain to being fake so
1: <laughs> oh
5: yeah not after after that i walk back to the door to stand guard make me a perception check mz uh 12
7: so looking down the hall you think you actually see something just further down there and as for the rest of you guys, you're standing in this room, and Kelsar and the nobleman are both retching.
5: Yeah, I think I see something down the hall. Wait, my mouth. What do you see, MZ? I oh. don't know. It just looks like there's someone possibly down there. Could it be one of his servants? I don't know.
2: We should get ready. We should go investigate. <laughs> investigate. I- I'm I'm sticking with you guys. This I need to get the hell out of this
7: house. Yeah, you definitely do.
3: So, where's the closest exit?
7: Uh, the the front door. The front door. Let's go. We just need to bash it down. Yeah,
2: you guys are strong. Definitely strong. Let's hurry. We have no time to waste.
3: I think we should take him out first. Yeah.
2: Well, let's get him outside. Get him somewhere safe.
7: Maybe back to home base. Yep. He'd be the safest there so you guys just rush through here you are going through hallways and you finally make it back to that landing you see stairs going upstairs and you look over where the front door should be and nothing's there it's just a wall there's a few small paintings hanging on it but it's just a wall and you look over at the little sitting room where the harp was or you're relaxing near the fireplace and you see the food that they were serving you this rotted food that's half-eaten, maggots yeah, crawling yeah. around in it. And MZ, you look around and you see the dust flying in the airs, the banisters look like they're tarnished. This entire area looks like it's ready to just collapse in on itself.
3: There's there's no door? What the
7: fuck is going on here?
3: I vomit a little bit in my mouth, you know like the
2: FUCK is going on.
7: MZ, you hear in your head <sighs>
0: <laughs> You're not getting out that way. Wha where's the door? There was a door here. Wha- what is this? I I don't know.
2: Shit. Calm down, Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. It's fine.
7: So you just see Imar go and he grabs one of the candlesticks and. Just starts bashing at the wall where the door should be, and nothing is happening. You even at least expect a little bit of plaster to come off, but nothing happens. Gonna try shield bashing it? So you rush up to bash your shield against this wall and ah! you just bounce right off of it.
5: Ah! I've I've heard I've heard this voice before.
7: Yeah, you heard this voice when you were kicking in doors when you thought you saw Matthews, and it's not Matthew's voice oh, yeah. either. Because mm-hmm. Matthews has a particular uh, voice. Instead, this one just sounds empty and hollow and echoing in your head.
6: Uh, that was a bad idea. Okay.
7: Are these magic walls? My family never installed walls in, like this in this old house. Isn't your family's old
2: home anymore. This is something completely different.
1: What creature could be
2: doing this?
5: I'm just on alert, standing guard, making sure nothing comes up behind us.
2: I don't know, but we got to... We gotta find, there's gotta be another way out.
3: I'll use locate object, and I'll look for exit door. Is that like enough, or is it all like, I'll have to say door, and I'll find all doors close to me.
7: Are you thinking about like the door that you originally came through to get in? Yes. Okay, so you use that spell, and you feel yourself pulled towards that wall as if the door is there.
3: Okay, so I'll tell the group that the wall is there. We just have to find a way to, I don't know, un, unbury it or something. But the door, like I can sense the door. I just don't know how we're going to get to that door. But it's there. Okay. It's not like the door has vanished. Maybe our perception of that door is being muddled, but the door is still there.
2: There's definitely something meddling with our brains. Whatever's controlling us has to be inside this mansion somewhere. We gotta find it and take care of it.
3: Can I try, like, touching, like, the wall and look for a knob? Like, sense the knob instead of just seeing the knob?
7: Sure. So, roll me an investigation check. And while Bordon is looking at this wall and feeling over it, trying to find a handle, you all hear a voice... It's echoing from upstairs, but only Kelsar recognizes it. Kelsar, you hear the voice of Chenille, and you hear her say Kelsar? Chanil? Kelsar, yeah. are you are you there? Where am I right now? I, I can't I see. don't know. Chenille, where where
2: uh, I could hear her voice, but I can't see her.
7: Kelsar, I'm upstairs.
2: Okay.
3: Don't don't go yet. Don't go yet.
2: I'm I'm sorry, but who who is Chenille again? She was a friend of mine, back when I was training. I hear her. I'll... It's not safe for us to go. Just don't go yet. I'll, I'll try- I'll try to keep- Just- Just keep calm on it, just- Wherever you are, just- Just lay low, we're coming for you.
3: Yeah, actually, I would like to use- I was going to use guidance. But, yeah, I just rolled a 13.
7: So you're feeling over the wall, and you just can't seem to pick anything up. Like, the your spell is saying the door is right here, but this wall is here. And you've seen people hit it, nothing happens. You know it's physically there, but you just can't figure it out. And you look over, Kelsar's agitated and stressed. You see Emsi is on high alert. And Ronnie, what have you been doing this whole time?
4: Um, so it's all wall, there's no windows.
7: You can't see any windows at the moment.
4: Uh, do we know... Okay, so Bordon sense kind of where that door is. I'm going to go and try and reach my hand through the wall and see if I can't pull at anything around that spot.
3: Okay, so before he does that, I'll use Guidance on him, so you'll be able to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Since it's like a free spell, I should be abusing it.
7: All right, Ronnie, so roll me a caster check and you get the additional d4 from Bordon. Uh, you're just trying to look outside, right? You're just trying to like open up a hole near where the door should be?
4: Or, I mean, if I find a handle, I find a handle, like just kind of fishing around in there.
3: Just like looking for the doorknob, just like I was trying to do?
4: Plus 2, 23.
7: So the static energy starts to form around Ronnie as you watch him open up this hole in this wall. And you guys can see through this hole. The door is there. The door is just on the other side, but this wall is at least a foot thick. And Ronnie, you find the doorknob and you're trying to open it up, but then you remember this door has been locked with several locks, and so it's not budging.
4: Oh, my hand's still fishing around in there.
3: Can I not unlock, unlock it?
7: Yeah, you can roll sleight of hand.
3: We don't have like the like the house keys, do we?
7: Um, MZ tried to get them.
3: I tried to get them. Yeah.
7: In the meantime while Ronnie's doing this, Kelsar and MZ, what are you two doing?
3: I want to go to Shion. I don't I don't think we should split the group right now. Yeah, that's
5: I don't think that's a good idea either right now.
3: Yeah, regardless like if she's in danger now, she was probably in danger before as well or It's just someone messing with us. And that's something that we should always be aware of right now. Is that maybe what we're seeing or what we're hearing is not exactly. I, I
5: tell, I'll tell Kelsar that I've been hearing a voice too since we've been here. And it's basically saying like, I got you now.
2: Was the voice familiar to you? Do you know who it is exactly? No. Was it Matthews?
5: No, it's not Matthews. But I did see Matthews here.
3: I think the house is messing with us. Like, I I really do not think it's, like, Matthews or anything related to him directly.
2: Could I roll for
7: Insight to maybe, like, see through this, or... Uh, no, Insight wouldn't help you for this situation. Ronnie, what did you get for that door? 21. Damn, you're on fire today, Ronnie! I know. Alright, so you guys watch as Ronnie is moving his hands through this wall. And because he rolled so damn high, you can actually see the hole moving with him wherever he moves his hands to. And you hear this click, click, click as he unlocks each of these locks with just expertise ease. And the door just swings right open and now this breeze is coming through this hole that Ronnie created.
3: Can we make like the the hole larger so we can get through?
7: That would be up to Ronnie if he wants to push it. Uh, you know what I'll do? I'll uh, Thunder Wave. Sure. You're going to try to Thunder Wave on the wall?
4: Uh, Yeah, actually, can I take a turn to, to try and get everyone to move back first so they don't have to make saving throws?
7: Yeah,
2: definitely. All right, let's stand back. Okay, let's do that.
3: Okay. You know what you're doing? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why you're asking us to stand back. Gotcha.
7: All right. All right, Ronnie, what instrument do you summon to make this big blast?
4: Oh, man, it's got to be something big, big and thunderous. Tuba. Uh,
7: I just found that timpani drum.
4: Oh, did you start looking for a cat piano yet? Should I wait to start using that one? Okay. Okay.
0: Not yet, but how would that even work with thunder?
4: Yeah, well, the screeches of cats as you prick their (laughs) tails.
5: The triangle. Ding. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Totally. A
4: very... It's a very large triangle. So you
7: see Ronnie summon this massive triangle he could barely hold up.
3: Really,
2: Ronnie?
7: And he goes and just slams it. And there's this... (laughs) Ding. And suddenly this wave blasts out from Ronnie. Tables, chairs, coat racks, everything are smashing against walls... You see the chandelier shakes above, you see this wave of sonic energy and debris hit this wall, but it just seems to absorb it, and nothing seems to happen as Ronnie is now in this epicenter of destruction and chaos.
4: Well, I'm a ideas. <laughs> it seems like we're out of
2: options. We have to we gotta investigate the rest of our house.
1: Kelsa, are you there? Neil? Where am I?
2: chenille you're in a haunted mansion and, and we're, we're coming for you don't worry
1: haunted mansion what the hell
2: I, I don't know i can't explain it right now just stay calm we'll find you
7: is dan there
2: dan's back in sanctuary
7: i was just with dan
3: guys we have to get are, are we listening to that as well or
7: oh yeah you can hear it sounds like she's coming from the second floor Guys, we have to go to her
3: so, are we taking Aymar with us, like, to every room?
2: Please do. <sighs> yeah, we have to.
3: Yeah, we might as well. Uh, it's not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I'm just saying that it, it, it is dangerous for him to be Romy. That, that's what I'm saying.
7: Okay, yeah, we're taking him with us. Sure. Okay, let's go, guys. So you guys start walking up these stairs, and MZ, you are so unsure of them because they look like you're going to fall right through. But to the rest of the people, they look like they're nice carpeted stairs. And as you make your way up there and you finally go into the second floor, you hear from down the hall in a room to the left. Kelsar, where am I? I'm stuck in something and I can't get out of it. Hey, follow the voice then. So you walk down the hall a little bit, and you open up one of the doors. It looks like it's to a guest bedroom, and you see a wardrobe just rocking back and forth.
3: Okay, so before before we go, like, completely crazy on that, I really think we should look for traps first, instead of, you know, just barging in and opening doors and whatnot. Because this is clearly a trap.
2: Could MZ search for traps? Um
3: and I'll use, um, guidance on him. Uh,
5: 23 altogether.
3: Aha!
7: Damn, this group is on fire today. Emzy, you look over this room, and you look over the wardrobe, and you're confident to the best of your ability there are no traps in here. Okay. I'm getting that, uh, wardrobe open then. So Kelsar, you go and grip the handles and you rip this wardrobe open and when you open it up, you see teeth. There's a large tongue, there's purple gums oh, and shit. you realize what you're staring at. This thing's a mimic and it bites down oh. on you and you take 10 points of damage as this acid just burns right into you from its saliva. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's going to be I Told You So, the game.
7: This whole thing's like Bordon's I Told You So episode. <laughs> Roll me initiative. Uh, seven.
3: Minus 14. Twelve.
7: Ten. So we start with Bordon. So Bordon, you look over and Kelsar just was bitten and this creature's long purple tongue is snaking back and forth.
2: God. Yep. damn it, I hate mimics so much. Oh, for once, I would just want a
7: mimic to punch me instead of bite me.
3: So, guiding bolt. So, 22 in total.
7: Yeah, you hit it, roll some damage.
3: So, I got 17 in total.
7: What does your spell type board on as you blast this thing?
3: Oh, just like a Hadoop. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
7: So you see bordon he just jabs right into the air and you see this blast of light just shoot from his fist and it smashes into this creature and it does this weird howl and shudder. And you see this light outline this creature and the next hit on it gets advantage. So from Bordon to Emzy. So MZ, this is your playground. It is all aberrations, all day.
3: Like, Emzy's playing on easy mode clearly <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, 23 for my first hit that's a hit and then 20 for my second hit that is also a hit so that's 6 points of damage for my first hit and then 5 points of damage for my second hit so
7: this thing's starting to look pretty wounded. You guys have just been blasting and battering it. It's two little wardrobe arms that have little cracks in them. And, Ronnie, it is your go. What are you going to do while this paladin fights a wardrobe?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was black at it. I
7: have to get Ronnie some magic items. I think you only have that deck of illusions and the Christmas wrapping wand. <laughs> oh, it
4: does need Christmas wrapping. Hey, I got it. I got an idea. How many uses does that one have? Is it like an infinite thing, or is it like a one-time use, or? What?
7: I think it's like three or four times a day.
4: Oh, but okay, but it's not. It's not gonna break.
7: It recharges.
4: Uh, I'm gonna try and uh, Christmas wrap this thing's mouth shut. Like it's uh, it's got doors that I assume that are opening, and a mouth is it in there? Can I like Christmas wrap its doors shut? Or it could
3: just kill it.
7: Hmm, that's not the intended use for the magic item, because it needs to be a willing creature.
3: Oh, I see.
7: But, uh, I'd let you use your powers to try to manipulate the item. Could go good, could go real bad.
4: Yeah, I'll just stab it. It's, it's close to death, anyway, no It doesn't matter.
7: Yeah, I wanted you to do something really bad with the Christmas row. <laughs>
4: I'll, you'll get your chance. Uh, 17? Okay. That's a hit? Oh, that's the hit, yeah. I thought you said that's it. Like, real, <laughs> no. Real Oh, that's it? I'm like, oh, sorry.
0: Oh, that's all you got? Mm. Uh,
4: And I got a 10 for damage.
7: Wow. Okay, so, Ronnie, you just lurch right in, and stab it right in its tongue, and it's flailing about, and its arms just start to fall off, like the magic isn't holding this creature together anymore, and you see it, now it's its turn, it's rocking back and forth, just trying to get some momentum to go in for a bite, thinking this might be its last bite, and as it lurches forward, it goes forward too far and starts to fall, and everyone aside from Borodon, since he's too far away, gets an attack of opportunity.
5: Ooh, I got a natural one.
7: Ooh, nice, we'll resolve that in a moment. (laughs) I
4: got 13 plus... That's a hit. 6 damage.
3: Can't they just cast a spell?
4: hit, I got 17. That's a hit. And I got a 9. Oh, wow, Ronnie took it out. I want all the experience points from this encounter. Only me. Last hit, last hit.
7: (laughs) Okay. Uh, So this creature is lurching forward, and it comes to attack, and Kelsar quickly swings his blade just as he's jumping out of the way, and it cuts into the wood. Ha! And Ronnie goes, and as he's diving out of the way, he stabs it one last time with his rapier. And Enzi, you look up as this creature gives this one final last shudder and just falls on you. And you take three points of damage and you feel this acid just kind of sizzle on your skin.
3: So, what I'll do after that is I'll turn, um, like, the wardrobe upside down so I can actually check his mouth. And I'll use medicine on him. Just to understand... On what? No, not MZ. Fuck MZ. I'm saying like the wardrobe. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to know, like, what that is, and how that...
7: That would be Arcana.
3: Like, it's... Why can't it be medicine?
7: Because you're investigating a creature that was made through magic, so its anatomy and everything doesn't exactly line up with what a natural creature would have. So what you're doing right now is trying to apply modern medicine to a magical creation.
3: Okay, so... So I'll try using Arcana, which I have zero.
7: That's often what frightens people with aberrations, because they're creatures that are made through magic. They're just bizarre and monstrous, and so modern medicine just doesn't really help.
3: Okay, so I got 17.
7: So you flip this wardrobe off of a very frustrated-looking Yankee. And you're taking a look over and you realize this is a mimic. So, you know, this creature can shapeshift into any inanimate object it wants. It has acid saliva. It is very good at grappling. But the one thing about mimics is they're not often known to make voices. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, so I'll tell the group that. So this was clearly a mimic, as you guys know.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I'm very much aware.
3: Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll heal you in a second. I'm just saying that it cannot mimic voices. So, something actually took us to this room, but it wasn't the mimic. It, like, the mimic was the trap, which of course I said it was, um, but it was not the creature that actually brought us here, that led us to this room.
7: Just as Bordon's explaining this, you all hear the sound of a dinner bell go. And then you hear a woman's voice. That, on, you recognize this as your mother's voice. You hear, on, dinner's ready.
8: Ooh, how spooky. If I heard one of those bells go on, I'd be like... Nope, nope, triple, nope, just get the hell out of there. But I guess they can't, right? That's the whole thing. They're like, but wingover, we want to be out of this stupid mansion. Oh, sorry about earlier, travelers. I was just doing some paperwork, and I got uh, chatting a little bit with Steve as he was uh, just arriving, and you know how it goes. You get a little distracted. But yeah, Michael was uh, doing a pretty good job there with the intro, so thanks for that, Michael.
0: You're welcome.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so that was that was really good. Oh, that episode actually was quite chilling. It's really interesting to see what's happening to their minds as they go through more and more stressful situations. I wonder just how much they can take. Well, we're probably nearing a breaking point. Looks like Emsi's already a little past it, if I must say so myself. Travellers, thanks for so much for sticking along. Things have been going really great for us. We finally are recognized in Canada. We have some good reviews coming in. We're starting to hit those cool, cool charts, and that's all thanks to you folks. You've all been helping us along the way, and we appreciate it so much. If you want to ever shoot us a message, or come say hi, or browse around, you can find us on the Twitter, at Ballad7Dice. And if you ever want to drop us a review on the iTunes or Stitcher, then feel free to just throw one in there. Just be like, you're really cool, super rad, exclamation mark. And it'll be pretty cool, I'll really like that. Um, what, travelers? Yeah, I must be get going. Um, oh, by the way, if you ever feel like grabbing yourself anything, hop on down to Easy Dice Roller. Hop on down to EasyRollerDice.com and grab yourself a little few things, some good dice and all that, because you know what, you deserve it. You've been working real hard. Oh, look at the time. Uh, I have to get going, I have a meeting at BattleBards. Anyways, travelers, I bid you adieu.